Welcome to 4-Minute Devotions, the podcast. Short, biblical, Christ-centred messages to bless your day. Are you ready to dive in? All right, let's go. The luckiest guy on the planet. Although lacking independent verification, stories circulate about Freino Silak, a Croatian man who has survived numerous brushes with death. In 1962, a train he was riding flew off the tracks and careered into a river. While 17 people died, Silak was pulled to safety. A year later, he survived a plane crash, and then in 1966, a bus he was travelling in skidded off the road. Four drowned, but Salek swam to shore. Throughout the rest of his life, Freno Salek escaped two car explosions, was hit by a bus, avoided a head-on collision with a truck, and won the lottery. He is arguably the luckiest guy on the planet. Back in first century Palestine, I think Barabbas must have felt he was the luckiest guy on the planet. You remember the convicted murderer on death row, unexpectedly set free. Matthew tells us he was notorious in chapter 27, 16. Luke adds that he had been thrown into prison for an insurrection in the city and for murder in chapter 23. Some historians describe him as a bandit, a revolutionary. But because of a strange Jewish custom, privilegium paschal, the privilege of Passover, where a criminal was set free at an annual celebration, Barabbas hit the lottery. Even more surprising for him was that he had won the vote over a man who had healed the sick, freed numerous people from demonic possession and challenged the religious establishment to face their hypocrisy. Wait, maybe that explains it. Nobody likes having their hearts exposed. We would rather a killer is back on the streets than face the possibility that our souls may be just as dark. So... Jesus literally died in Barabbas' place. Jesus took the punishment prepared for the one who was violent, out of control, and didn't even realise he needed a saviour. Ironically, Jesus also died for the religious establishment and the people under their thumb. Sometime previous to all this, at a meeting of the Sanhedrin, a concern had been raised that Jesus' increasing popularity might cause the Romans to see the Jews as a new threat and destroy their temple. This prompted Caiaphas, the high priest that year, to say, It is better for you that one man die for the people than that the whole nation perish. We find that in John 11.50. John goes on to tell us that, He did not say this on his own, but as high priest that year, he prophesied Jesus would die for the Jewish nation. Not only for that nation, but also for the scattered children of God to bring them together and make them one. So from that day on, they plotted to take his life. John 11, 51 to 53. The Jews therefore knew that Jesus had died for them, 
and Barabbas knew that Jesus had died in his place. But of course, none of them worked out the bigger picture, that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, as we read in Romans 3. While we were yet sinners, Paul goes on to write in chapter 5, verse 8, Christ died for us. He himself, we read in 1 Peter 2, 24, he himself bore our sins in his body on the cross so that we might die to sins and live for righteousness. No one at the time put it together that Jesus died for their darkened hearts. Sharing the same air as the incarnate God, they literally saw God, they saw him die. They were the luckiest people on the planet, but they failed to recognise him and the significance of his death. I wonder if Freno Salek ever gave thanks to God for his extraordinary luck. Well, one one thing is for sure. As recipients of mercy and forgiveness through Christ's death on the cross, we can thank him. And maybe as we let it sink in, We might also say, by God's grace, I am the luckiest person on the planet. Mm -hmm.